This is L.A. King's Fan Talk, where we know nothing. And now, your hosts, Rodney, Rob, and Mike. What is up, everyone? Well, I don't know about you guys, but it's feeling pretty good to be a Kings fan right now. <laughs> With a shootout win against the Blues, an overtime win against the Devils, and now a 5-1 victory in Toronto against the legendary Maple Leafs. The Kings extend their winning streak to five games. Mike, what are your thoughts on the Kings' current winning streak? keep it rolling man i'm loving it i'm loving it it's fun to watch uh jonathan quick's been looking good too uh, i don't think he's ready to give up his number one spot to cal peterson so right. good competition and there's competition up and down the lineup which is amazing rob what do you think um i think it's pretty awesome i think uh we would run through some stretches last year where we where we put some streaks together and it always coincided with secondary scoring. And I'm using the word secondary for the Kings as anyone but the first line. Right. Um, and not top six stuff, but man, our second line. And I'm ready. I'm ready to <laughs> eat as much pro as anyone wants to make me eat because. Can you, you can you go that, ahead and hold up your eye off follow jersey? <laughs> it's like, I'll say it. I'll say it over and over and over again. I do not hate anybody on the Kings <laughs> at all. And if you're going to score like I follow is, I'll, I'll sing his praises every single time. I'll become What's the here, biggest man? supporter. Sing it. sing it louder. Sing it louder. I don't know how to sing. Um, yeah, but it's interesting but, you say like uh, there's Kings secondary scoring because last couple games we're not getting any primary scoring, so we've needed that secondary scoring. So. Yeah, exactly. It's good. Imagine if we get it all together. We're getting primary and secondary scoring. Wow. Look out. I know. I, I know. Uh, Kopitar, Kopitar's 14 points in 11 games just isn't cutting it. I know. Yeah. He's, he's got to step up his game. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We he's need more the, primary. It's in his typical Slovenian slump. You know how it goes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Every game, he just keeps up picking up one more point. One more point here. Yeah. Secondary assist tonight. You know, just throwing it out there. Speaking of one more point, how many points does my boy. Athanasio having two games. What does he have so far, Mike? I don't know. We have two points right now? Goal and two assists, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's not your boy. Your boy's Furk. Who you want up that's so my bad. that's my boy that's on the on the rain because the Kings don't want to have a great power play yet. They wanna they wanna see what the kids can do before they uh, have a good power play. So um I like the fact that <clears throat> it seems seems like someone that makes the lineup, so let's just call it Todd McClellan, I think he might listen to us. I think he watches the podcast with the whole Kempe on the first line with Kopitar, you know, and even said something about FNCU, you know, top six forward, you know, throw him, throw him up there. Don't mind Kaliev. I wouldn't mind Kaliev going down to the third line, even though he went to the fourth, you know, whatnot. But I think you're on to something there. Um, I'm pretty sure he's not the only one that that listens to us or watches our YouTube show because we started talking smack about Ayafalo. He starts scoring. Then we talk about Kempe. He starts scoring. It's almost like Mikey which Anderson, king? Anderson, what king are we talking about next? Who should we talk yeah, about next? You see, you see, and he says something about Mikey Anderson. Yes, Mikey, that's right. Undeservedly too, because yeah. Mike, Mike, you're just mean. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, Mikey Anderson again is playing right. pretty well. Um, and but on the reverse of that, we we were talking about uh, Bjornfoot playing well, and he's he's he is playing well. He's continuing. It's not like reverse stuff where when we say someone's bad, they do good. Well, the good thing is, is when we're saying someone's good, they're not doing that bad still. So, right. Speaking of like, like I said earlier, like competition, like, geez, don't get hurt, right? If you get hurt, good luck getting back in the lineup. Yeah, true story. True story. That's a good thing, though. And, and the rain are like, what are the rain? Eight, zero, and one. All those guys chomping at the bit to come up. Yeah. And, and Rodney's well documented bromance with Martin Furk. He's yeah, AHL player. He, he was named AHL player of the week. I mean, there's a ton of people that are like, hey, you know what? Career minor leaguer. He's just, you know, one trick pony. But you know what? Even if he is a one trick pony, Kings have a bunch of players that are zero trick ponies. So I'd rather have a one trick pony. Play him on the fourth line, but then play him on PP1. That's what I'm saying. So what? You want to take Kaliev off the fourth line and. Replace him with Ferk. That's who you're thinking is a zero trick pony? No, that's uh, <laughs> apparently that's who you think is a zero trick pony. I don't think. No, so. that's. Um, we're not going to have to remove anybody. Lazat's going to die. Oh my <laughs> god, he right. gets killed every oh game. Right. The right. poor kid. Yeah. And it, it's almost it's like if people are annoyed by him and they want to see if they could throw him through the boards. Good for him though. He just gets right back up and keeps skating. But man, he takes some bad hits. Yeah. He does, and it's it's going to. The timing's going to work out to where he's going to take a hit. It's going to have to be out, and we pull up whoever's playing best in Ontario. It's going to be great. Or maybe give a TJ uh, Tynan a chance. He's sitting up Well, there. he's up. Yeah, he's, he's up already. Yeah. And what was he? He was the catalyst for the power play down in Ontario. And what are we worst at right now? Our power play. Why not? Well, that's what I was. So I, I, I know this isn't rain talk, but... <laughs> It still it still counts, but the rain have scored a power play goal in every single game so far this season. So who's running it down there? Is it time? Is it time to maybe get on the same page as as our minor league team if they're having so much success? Right. I don't know. TJ Tynan, Martin Furk, you're talking about two career AHLers. <laughs> TJ Tynan was the AHL MVP last year, and yeah. he never played with Colorado, so. So you're saying that's the reason why we're so doing so well is because we got the MVP of the league? No, I just don't like, oh, let's pull up these 29-year-old minor leaguers when we have plenty of kids that need to get exposed. So what you're saying is let's that's just trade all our kids and fill up the rain with a bunch of career minor leaguers, and they're going to win the Calder Cup. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. They brought in TJ Tynan exactly for what he needs to do. He needs to be the leadership down in Ontario. Is there a chance? There was, there was no leadership last year. And they were all first-year players, and obviously they had a rough so, season. So is, is there is there even a slight chance instead of just like regurgitating something you read in somebody else's you know article or, or heard in somebody else's podcast? Is there a chance that both these kids or twenty-nine-year-olds were were not coached or not put in the right situation to succeed, and now the Kings are able to do that? They just haven't done yet. Is there a chance? I just I don't understand. We have the number one prospect pool, and you're talking about two twenty-nine-year-olds. Okay, so I'm gonna I'll I'll fight you right now, Mikey, about this. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Red Wings, you Red Wings back when you were in your diapers, still. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Red Wings were really yeah, really good for guys, a really. Are you gonna let me talk, or are you gonna just talk over me? I don't understand why you're talking when I'm trying to make a point. 
Do we need Red a con? Wings. Do we need a virtual conch? Anyway. I think so. The Red Wings were so good for so many years because they would let their young kids actually cook a while inside their minor league system. And I, and a while means they weren't getting pulled up until they were 24 years old. And you're sitting here going, let's let's put in all the teenagers because that's what we need. They need I'm leadership and there's no I'm leadership down that. there. I'm so, not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. I, what I'm I don't know what you're is, saying because you're talking when I'm talking all the time. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to hear. Uh, they, I'm all for overcooking. They overcooked Kapari and look, he's playing great now. He got... But Kapari came up for two seasons, came up, saw a couple games, saw a couple games, and now he's he's playing good, right? Am I right? Are you right that Kapari's playing great now? That he has scored four four point, he has four points in, but in eleven like, games, and he's great. I'm not saying great. I'm saying you said great. <laughs> I'm saying he looks like an NHLer, right? Back to your back to your Red Wings argument that they kept him in the minors. What is he like? Twenty two now. Right, so they let him overcook. He spent three seasons down there. I'm all for that. All I'm saying is, you have other guys that probably deserve another chance. Anderson Dolan, 22 year old. Maybe we should know what's going to happen in his future. But you guys are talking about 29 year olds to save the day. We well, have, we still have. We I, have I haven't said anything about 29 right years old. If we what? should get those kids a chance, they should uh, make us give them a chance. Why are they not outscoring the 29 year olds? What's up with that? If they're that good, they can outscore the 29-year-olds. All right, cool. Bring up for – who are you going to send down? How old's Lucas Raymond? Yeah, he's even younger. <laughs> yeah, and he outscored all the 29-year-olds in their farm system, so he deserves to be on their big club. Right. Unlike the Rangers, you just throw all the kids in there, and look how bad all their first-round picks are doing. Next. Okay, so you, you bring up for – who are you bringing for a cup? Who are you sending down? Grunstrom. We might not even need to send Grunstrom down because Lazat's going to get killed in the next few games. So there's that. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't care. I never. I'm not. I didn't say bring up TJ Tynan. I'm not even saying Ferk. I said Rodney has the bromance. Yeah. But yeah. But I also believe that hey, if Ferk deserves a chance, if he's down there saying I'm ready to go, because he has NHL tools. So and if you don't if you don't agree with that, then I'm not so sure you know what you're talking about. But and and I'm not just saying because he could slap a puck 110 miles an hour, but no one else in the world can. He has NHL tools, and if he's ready, then we we might need to see him. And who who's who's not being productive? You know, it, it's hard to say about the fourth line guys not being productive because fourth line guys what fourth line guys are in, in the 10 minutes that fourth liners play, you know? So it's going to be tough. Always right. mix. But right now I don't want to bring anybody up. Don't touch anything. Right. Five well, games in a row. Don't do anything. Mine is more along the lines of what are the Kings lacking in right now? And, and right now to me, it's their power play. Just so, so who on the ring can help fix their power play? And that's the guy that comes to mind. Martin Frick has played 118 NHL games and has 18 goals. So, right in wrong systems, put in the wrong situations, not on the power play. Yeah, you play him in the wrong spot. That's going to happen. Look, look at Velarde. They put him down in the fourth line. Look, look what happened to him. But thanks for proving my point, Mike. 
Mike, you know, you're, I'm going to be on your side now for this too. I'll just, I'll be on both sides of the fence. I don't care. Um, I just don't get it. When, when we need Arvison back, that's who can help our, our power play. Yeah. I he think needs Kopitar needs Arvison. Kings are five and zero right now, man. No, Lemieux six and zero. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. That's the real reason. We have too many guys as it is. We have to figure out who's going to get shipped out. It's Package happening. deal. Package deal. That's happening, Mike. Yeah, there you go. Package Martin for... Why do you think we're doing all these paper transactions? We got all these guys. We're doing all these transactions, saving up money. So when it gets close to the trade deadline, we'll have enough money to actually pay the person we're getting when we send all these young kids away. And then you can finally get Martin Furk on the Kings and he'll do nothing and get sent down. Package deal. We're going to, we're going to do two package deals and we're going to get, we're going to get a superstar defenseman and we're going to get a superstar forward. I'll agree with you, Mike. If, if they bring Furk up and they don't put him on the power play, he'll probably will do nothing. But if you put him on that power play, we'll jump up to the top, top 10 power play in the league. Build in those excuses. Go for it. It's easy to say when he's down on the rain, so, right? <laughs> uh, there's a reason he's not in the NHL. People smarter than ourselves are keeping him in Ontario, so. Great point, Mike. Great point. Yeah. There's a lot of people smarter than us that know a whole lot more than us. And this is this Ready? is just the fan side of it. Rodney's Wrong. allowed to like Ferk, but back to the point. Yeah, let's go. You're still allowed to like whoever the hell you like for any reason you like. That's true. That's true. Just because so just because Ferk isn't pretty, he's not. Yeah. A pretty boy like I Dowdy just, or who else? Yeah. Or I he's follow so Dowdy and I follow. Just so pretty, and I love yeah. him. Yeah. That's like I don't know. It's like the argument, like oh Austin Wagner on the fourth line. It's like who cares about Austin Wagner? He plays like seven minutes a game. Get set him down. Like it's not a big deal if we lose him or whatnot. Is there right. like a is there a fourth person? on our YouTube show that's talking about bringing up Wagner because I haven't heard any of us say that. Who are you talking about? No, I'm just saying like last year or whatever when or the beginning of the season when it was talks about Wagner going down. You know, we have Wagner, Wagner on our team. We have, But we have the, the version of Wagner that can score, and that's Athanasio, so I'd, I'd prefer that version. Hey, I'll tell you what. I, I do agree with you, Mike, when it does get a little – I don't know, annoying when people do talk about the fourth line. Like, does it really matter? It does, but on the other hand, it does matter. If you take a look at Stanley Cup champion teams, their fourth line is usually way better than their opponent's fourth line. Their third line is more times than not more productive than their opponent's third line. And uh, when the hell, when the Kings won, their two cups. You know, it was a four-line, just dominating, grinding team. All four lines were out there, and and we had that fourth line that could go out there. And even though it was just ten minutes, twelve minutes, it was it was a really, really good twelve minutes out of that fourth line. And and if we need guys to come up to do well, well, then that's what we need. But typically, they're not going to make or break your team, especially trying to make the playoffs. So, I don't know. I still, like I said, I, I might stand by the statement. You need a, a good fourth line to be a playoff team. Right. There's I think something. you need to be able to roll full lines, but I don't know. Whatever. 
Going back to today's game, there's something I really liked about the game. So for the last few games, even though the Kings were able to win, it's like they took the first two periods off, lulled the other team to sleep, decided to play in the third period, won those games. But today, they just, they just came out shooting, skating. It was really good to see. And today, it was the exact opposite against the Leafs. Right. It, they Instead of lulling them to sleep, they slapped them in their face, right. woke them up, and then they had to just hold on for dear life. Right. Yeah, that third period at points seemed like they were definitely holding on for dear life. <laughs> oh, yeah. And at the second, beginning of the third, most of the third, actually, they, they, they look pretty good. I'm excited about these kids. I don't even know who to trade now. Like, if I was the, the manager, general manager, I'm like, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? If you could trade three of these kids for a top forward or defenseman at the trade deadline, what three are you giving up right now? I'm not worried about you, that. You can't all pick right is, now, right? You can't pick right now. Yeah, all I'm thinking about is Arvidsson's going to return soon. So I feel like he'll get back on the top line, and I think Kempe's going to take Grunson's spot on the third line. Arvidsson's going to come back, and we're going to have to move him. I just see Kempe moving back down. To the third line. Love the so series. so let's say we bring awesome. up Arvidsson. What what do you do with Kempe now? Now that the um, the second line is looking pretty good. Yeah, I like Anthony Seal on the second line. So, so like I said, you got to move him to the third line. Right? Okay. So what's your th- who do who do you bump off the third? Grunstrom. Well, you're gonna have to make room anyway. Once he <laughs> is that he's do you throw him on waivers? He's one of the few I don't know. players Somebody, that has somebody's cleared. going on waivers. Well, you don't have to. You, if you want to, you could send Kaliev down, but I don't see why you would. I, I don't know. I feel like he, Kaliev has three goals. Let him keep running, you know, fourth line, shoot on the – get some time on the power play or move him to yeah. third line with Kempe and Kapari and move more to the fourth line. Um, I'd rather see Kaliev get more games than Grunstrom. I do like that the Kings sent a few players down early that have cleared waivers, so we have that flexibility to, to bring, you know, like – Clegg and Strand, those players, you know, uh, up and send them back down to the minors when needed. I, that's See, I'm so confused about anything and everything. I'm even confused about what we're talking about as far as, you know, why we're even talking about sending guys down, up, down. We, won we just five, won five this, games this is, in a row. Yeah, we just won five, we just won games, five in games in a row, people. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> so, I... All right, now that we got all the negatives out of the way... I'm, Telling you, let's talk positives. All Mikey right. Anderson, Bjornfoot, they played well the last few games. Solid, it's Mikey awesome, Anderson. Awesome. I, I counted two or three times where he was solid, like checking Matthews uh, into the boards. I was like, "Good job, Mikey." Can't be flying around out there. He was flying around most of the game. It's good to see. Mike and uh, Clegg and uh, Edler together too. Ed, oh uh, my God, Edler. He just so randomly just smashes people. Yes. I know. It's kind of like, awesome. He's like, I'm done. I'm done oh, yeah, with this okay, shit. I, yeah. I'm too, There's I'm, a guy right He's there. like, I'm, I'm too old for this shit. I'm just going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to see. He, he got the Toronto fans, uh, you know, chanting, uh, this is bullshit to the refs or something because of somebody killed in the corner today. That was funny to see. Our defense is, is doing pretty well right now, which, oh, and here we are. We're talking about all of the, this other stuff. And the goaltending. 
Quick, quick won the game tonight. Plain and simple. He, looked, he beat the Leafs. He looked great. He's looked good. Hey, every, the goaltenders look good in every single game except that what's, the St. Louis, the Blues. Yeah, game? St. Louis, the seven, the seven goal game against St. Louis. Right. That's the, that's the only game they haven't looked good. They've looked good. We a couple of our losses. They've played plenty well to win. Enough to win, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a big time positive. Um, before tonight, I was wondering what Kings player we should talk smack about to get them going so they would start <laughs> scoring. And I was going to bring up more, but he. All he needed was to play against his old team, so yeah. we got to think somebody else. I'll still, I'll just keep it going. I'll still talk crap about Kempy. Kempy scored an empty netter. Right. He didn't yeah. play. He, I didn't think he played all that great tonight. But so if you want me to talk crap, come on, Kempy, top six forward, do better. Yeah, I mean he has a. Was that was that his fourth goal tonight or his third? It might have been his fourth. Uh, I might have been looking at old stats. Yeah, his he. So it's yeah, he, yeah, he had a uh, three goals and three assists coming into tonight. Yeah. Mike was making a point that Kaliev is as productive on a on fourth line minutes as as Kempi, and I agree with him. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I just feel like his inconsistency is going to get him traded. Should Kempi? I'm going to try and run the risk of irritating our 17 followers. <laughs> um, the the 17 people that watch this podcast, and I'm going to try and make the statement: Kaliev is just built different every single every single podcast i've said it since day one yeah in the first one i said i'm i will name my next child kaliev <laughs> just because it's a cool name um that's how much i like the kid but i'm also i'm also understanding that he is young and if we need to send him back down to cook a little longer i'm okay with that even if you like, you we cook him for another year, right? Uh, he would fit perfect right next to Ifalo and Dano. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of positives. Yep. Here we go. Let's talk about your boy. Well, let's talk about. Well, first Dano. I face-off specialist, right? Right. Defensive, Com- coming into tonight, fifty-nine percent on defensive on guy. This and 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 he might have Toronto's number, obviously, from last year's playoffs with Montreal. Um, but he actually was fun to watch tonight. He was. Did it was notice, fun. It was fun watching. He was. Did you notice uh third period we're, we're on the penalty kill? There's like 40 seconds left in the penalty kill, and uh they throw out Kopitar and Dano together on the kill. I was like, good luck scoring on these guys. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's how awesome is that to have yeah. those two guys? They, they, I hope they actually start doing that a little, little more. I would love to start seeing that little tandem go out there. Late in the game, trying to hold the lead. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Pen- oh hell, how about penalty kill together too? It's yeah. Might. And you know we had, I mean, we let up a couple late goals to go into overtime the past couple oh, games, gross. but it's understandable with the young team, right? I mean, the good news is we flipped it around, we won. So I was thinking about that too, of how last couple seasons Kings teams lose those games. Oh yeah, and and talking about turning corners and light at the ends of tunnels, winning those two games actually made it a promising sign that maybe we are pretty good. I'm reading along on the Leafs message boards during the game and the things they're saying are cracking me up. 
they know Dano's going to destroy them. They're like, of course, Dano's destroying us. He's got our number. Of course, Moore is going to score on us. What's next? Is Grunstrom going to score a hat trick on us? Uh, I don't know. It feels good uh, living in a Leafs pain. Yeah. That's what, what I was telling you about, too, is uh, all over Twitter after the Leafs game was analytics puts us winning 75% of all <laughs> simulations. And I'm thinking, well, what the hell does that even mean? Yeah. You know, it's the Kings just beat you. Get over it. And they're talking, they, they just talk so much. The least fan base has got to be one of the worst. It's got to be one of the worst. Watching Matthews, though, he is scary out there. You're because talking about his, his mustache? Yeah, jeez. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I understand it's November and everything, but that's a scary uh, looking. Just a scoring ability, man. So what is it? Is it is it no shave November? Is it Movember? Or is it no nut November? It's all those. It's whatever company is running the promotion at the time. That's what they want to call it. But it all has to do with not whatever, shaving. Whatever your little heart desires, Rob. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I, no I kind of like the no shave November stuff simply because of the whole don't use any toiletries that you use when you shave. And for the month, say you spend just 10 bucks on shaving cream and razors a month, donate $10 to, to men's cancer research, you know, testicular cancer, prostate cancer, stuff like that. That's what it came about. Right. That's why no shave November came about. That's what is all, but then all this other stuff I think is the no nut November is just kind of stupid. And, and the Movember, I don't go on those forums. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But the Movember stuff is just, I thought it was just a play off of the No Shave November, but. It's all, the, it's all the same, different foundations, but it's all towards research for men's cancers and whatnot. Yeah, because women have their their breast cancer month. That's right. And we, us men needed needed something. Right. Yeah. Well. Me too. It's the hashtag men's me too movement. Yeah, there it is. You wanted to get political. We just got political. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Damn. Let's just, can we just talk stats real fast? Just let's go. Not bad, not good, but just Kopitar, 12 games, 15 points. Right. I follow 12, 12 games, 12 points. Are you a point per game right now? Who? What? I follow a point per game. Yep. As of right now, yeah. It seems like a lot for a guy making $4 million, right? No, that's great value. <laughs> For sure. Um, you want to bet money he doesn't end up with 82 points? Yeah. You do? You want to bet that? No, I'm just kidding. no eight points in his 12 games. You know, and, and then from there, you know, Kemp, Kempy and Brown both have seven in their 12 games. So our top six is doing a, a decent enough job which is why we have a decent enough record. We're in a playoff spot as of right now. If that changes, if, if that production changes, I think our, our playoff position obviously will, will go ahead and change. It's, it's, it's a direct correlation. We score more than one line scores. We have chance of winning games. The goals are coming from all over right now, so it's good. Just got to keep it up. You want a nitpick? Nitpick, please. We have one defensive goal, I believe. And that's from a guy that's not going to play for another two months. 
Right. I think Dowdy's I think Dowdy's goal is the only goal if someone wants to check that. That sounds right. I don't think anybody I mean I was looking at it right now. Hold I'm on. Calling it now, Clegg will score his first goal this year against the Canadians tomorrow. There you go. You you, you said who are we going to bash? Let's go kill Clegg. Let's just let's bash defensive production. Yeah. We need goals from yeah. defense. We can't bash uh, their defensive play because they're doing right, pretty, they're, pretty, they're pretty solid. Yeah. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not going to bash anyone because <laughs> I, I actually like our defensemen. I like them all. Yeah. Even Olimata. I, I don't understand the Olimata hate. He was, I really, he's been solid the last couple games. Yeah. Worst, who's who's the worst defenseman right now? Who's playing, who's playing subpar? I have my answer. When you look at who he is, how many minutes he's playing, how much money he's making, who's not pulling their weight? I think they're all pulling their weight, but the uh, the, least, the least, the least, the least. I, I, I would still say Mata, even though he's doing or, good. Or he's, even though uh, he's still doing good, I would say Mata. He still has the lowest plus minus on the Kings. You know, if you keep track of those sorts of things. Um. Uh, not overly physical. He's not scoring anything, but he, he's he's still playing pretty solid. I can't complain too much about our defenseman right now. Okay, since you answered that, you have to go to the other side now. Who's who's earning their money the most? Last few games, I'd say Toby. Not, not last few games. Just give me all all together. All together. For the season so far. All together, I would say. I'm gonna say old man Edler just because of okay. what he's what he's bringing to the table. Uh, yep. At his age and and the minutes they're playing him, he's up there. Bjornfoot has really stepped up. After we called out Anderson, he's he's really stepped up since then. Can't complain too much, other than a lack of uh, scoring from our defenseman. All right, Mikey, your your turn. Who's who's? So uh, I think the one I want to see more out of the who was probably most disappointed. In, yeah, was probably Matt Roy. Oh. I love you, Mike. Because he's making the most money out of the defenseman now, and he's the least impactful right now. Uh, we we then, just became brothers. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, uh, well, the second part two is exceeding, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's uh, pulling their weight? It's between Bjornfoot or Clegg, but I. So I, if you're gonna talk dollars, I think Clegg's the Value making the, least, making the least amount of money, right? Of the defenseman, uh, it might it, not by much though. When you're talking about, yeah, most I want to say he's at like I want to say he's his contract's at like seven thirty five, uh, K, and I think Bjornfoot's closer to nine. So right, that's that what reason, I'm saying. They're both they're both in the six figures, so it's really the same. Yeah, thing. but because he is the least paid defenseman right now, I would say he's probably exceeding the most. I think Edler's exactly what we. I, he's exceeding his expectations of what we signed him for. Not not by a lot, but he was supposed to be the sixth defenseman, more leadership role, a little more physical. And because of the injuries, he's had to step up and play more minutes. So I think he's exceeding that. Not by a lot. I'd probably stick with Clegg or Bjorn. For um, I don't see. I'm just a normal fan. And so I don't know the answer to these things, but I, I think it's kind of cool. And well, and back to the question for me, I, I agree with you, Mike, one hundred percent. That's why it's it, that's why I kind of wanted to ask the question because it's one of those things where 
I'm so happy with the defense. I, I don't know who to nitpick and I don't know who I like, but I like them all. And it's, it's hard to say, but the greatest thing, speaking of value, the, I think a really cool number is we've just won six, uh, five in a row with a defense of payroll, 13.3 million. Right. That's impressive. Yeah. Isn't that, is, are there, any, is there anyone making 13 million and by, for just one person, right. some of those defensemen that just signed, I know there's some North of 10 million, right? You know, value, value wise, value wise, we've, we're just about ready to complete our fifth YouTube show yeah. with a total peril of zero. So <laughs> I think that's pretty impressive in itself too. So, so r- real talk, let's say, Tomorrow, uh, both of our boys, uh, Velarde and uh, Arvidsson, come out of their COVID protocol. What do you do, Coach Mike? Well, TJ Tiny goes down, right? Okay, <laughs> that's, that, that's no one. That's one move. What else do you do? Uh, I mean, it's got to be. It's probably Gunstrom, unless you're going to send down Kelly. So you say Tynan gets sent down, Gunstrom goes on waivers. With, to to send him to Ontario. Yeah, they'll probably just play it safe though and send down Kaliev. Rob, what do you think? Um, just to make it easy, yeah. If if go ahead and send down Tynan, scratch Grunstrom. Uh, I'm. I'm no, because they got to send somebody else down. They can't scratch Kelly, him. Send Kelly up down. Yeah. I don't want him wasting on the fourth line. I want him razzle-dazzle. Right. I want him getting some minutes. But he's got such a great shot, and he's yeah. so good on the power play. Yeah. But Velarde, I don't know if Velarde cracks the lineup again, but I definitely got it. I mean, whether we like it or not, Arvidsson has to go. Payroll forces us to use him. Yeah, he's got to go back up. I don't know. Maybe put Velarde on the third line with Kempe on the other wing. Um, Something. Uh, you I, 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 uh, I do think he's one of our top six forwards because I still don't think our top six forwards are all that great. Right. Um, but... Yeah, no, probably. screw it. You know, you know, he stays. I like what I like. I like it. Kempe, he gets the axe. Kempe gets the axe. He's going down to the third line. Right. He has to. He has to do better. Yeah, he does. But that's a good third. line. I mean, if you have Kempe, Kapari, and then and more and more, that's great. Or that... or if you even put Vlardy, you want to stick Vlardy in there. That would actually work for Vlardy. Well, then. So yeah, now are we? Are, so are you scratching Lazat now, or? Well, then you just move more to the fourth line because Kelly. Okay. You're scratching. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you got more Lemieux and Lazat down there. That's a feisty little fourth line. Yeah. I work out pretty good. And then when Anderson comes back, I put Anderson in the fourth line center. Take Lazada out. You know, you didn't like Anderson up there in the top six? No, not in the top six, no. He played with Koptar for a little bit. Yeah. Remember? I'm not moving anybody out of the top six for him. Healthy. Before he got injured, he was in the top six. Well, yeah. And that started, and it started our, our win streak. Arvison was out. I, I would like to see at some point Arvison play on Deneau's wing. 
because they're they've been forced they've been trying to force the Kopitar Arvidsson thing. I understand they're trying to force that. It's well, kind of working, but it hasn't been that great. Let's let's see let's see him under nosewing. I feel like he's got a lot of opportunities. He's just not finishing. I like your thinking, Rodney. How about you know? How about Dino Ayafala since they're doing so well right now? Why not put Arvidsson? Yeah. And see what the heck. And then ask to see you with Kopitar and Brown. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Let's do a little pregame on the Canadians. What can we do to beat the Canadians again, this time in their barn? Show up. Yeah. Thanks for watching, Kings fans. Don't forget to elbow that like button, subscribe, and hit check that notification bell. Until next time, go Kings, go!